Hello and welcome to More Like Guidelines, an actual player game design podcast. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her, and I am joined today by... Hey, I'm Ben, he, him. I'm Candle, they, them. I'm Goji, they, he. And I'm Jester, they, them. And who are you playing today, if you can even remember? I'm Eamon. <laughs> uh, I am Sensibility Askew. I am Arlius Vane, the worst universal constant. <laughs> uh, I am Instance Salyut, uh, who just watched their emotional support Roomba um, fall out a window. Yeah. Uh, I am the emotional support Roomba. That would be Sensibility Ask You. Mm-hmm. And it has been a while since we have last played Biocore, so I think it's best we start off First off, with some character reintroductions, and then with a freeze frame of where we left off. So, how about Jester? Do you want to start off by telling us about Instant Salute? Sure. Okay. So, um, Instance is sort of a wanderer type, lifelong wanderer, never really found a place they belong. Uh, They have really cool legs that they can jump good with and kick with and a cool eye for zooming in. Uh, And uh, this is the first... uh, They don't have many friends, so um, hopefully this group will uh, be friends and not a bunch of enemies, but we'll see. Okay, and um, what about physically? Hair color, things like that? Uh, Instance has sort of short, choppy black hair, stands at almost six feet tall... Uh, is always wearing like a navy blue jacket with a shit ton of pockets and also has like a warmer jacket, uh, like a lighter sort of rain jacket around their waist. Okay. Ben, would you like to tell us about Eamon? Just his, you know, his physical appearance, a bit of information about the character. Okay, so Eamon's like a sort of just before middle-aged guy. He's kind of got slicked back hair, a leather, sort of like a leather jacket and jeans. Very dated clothes, but he still thinks he's cool somehow okay that's great okay goji how about <sighs> the uh honestly seems to be at least a fan art favorite so far the little pile of disasters that is alias vain they're not a pile of disasters disasters just kind of tend to happen around them that's fair <laughs> um they are what i would call and have called a knockoff tiefling with the body of a very short swimsuit model <laughs> um, who who wears just the gaudiest, most ridiculous clothing imaginable. I don't know if we've got... What color is, is Arlius? Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards... I think they're going to have, like, light blue elf skin. Yeah, I was picturing blue. Um, and they have long, gorgeous... Uh, snow white locks <laughs> oh my god uh, when you say snow white do you mean black like snow white's hair no. or white I like snow like, i mean like the the locks themselves are snow white okay just like locks like made of various iterations of snow white no <laughs> how roboty <laughs> baby soft what how exposed visibly roboty is alias not not at all not at all. Feel like we're forgetting something. Something about Alias and his physical description. 
I feel like there's oh, something yeah. there that the listeners really He's horny. like. Oh no, I yeah. was thinking more about the uh, facial hair situation. No, no, no mustache. <laughs> he has a mustache. No mustache. He has a mustache. He does have a yes, tail, he, though. No, he has a mustache. He has Arlius a tail, has a mustache. It. It's true. Arlius does have a he mustache. He does not have a mustache. Democracy, you've been outvoted. No, that's not how it works. Character creation is not based in democracy. Arlis does not have a moustache. That is final. <laughs> and Candle, would you like to tell us about Sensibility Askew and their current situation? Yeah, um, so Askew is, well, I, I don't really know if, if I still have Askew. Are they dead? They might be dead. They just threw themselves out a window. Um, Askew is, uh, Askew is an individual who wears sort of a full-body morph suit, or he looks like a walking full-body morph suit. It's unclear if there's anything actually under there. Uh, and, uh, his armor is made of cut-up plastic bin lids, and on his shoulders he wears two large boom boxes uh, as pauldrons. And every every episode, I describe what he looks like, and I just really feel like I'm not getting across the essence of what sensibility Askew is. Bad. That's it. Yeah, sensibility Askew is like the physical manifestation of bowling alley carpet. In my imagination, like... sensibility Askew looks like a low effort cosplay of sensibility Askew. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're also wearing a baseball mitt with a smiley face on it. I'd just like to remind oh, you of that. Oh, God, I forget it. Yeah, they have a base. They Okay, so Sensibility Askew is, like, the most bizarre assortment of accessories and physical attributes that you can imagine, and there's too many of them to list all at once. Just imagine, um, just imagine a monster, and you'll be good. Just a Technicolor monster. A Technicolor monster that is currently plummeting towards the ground. Yes. Wrapped up in the knifey embrace of Stanley. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't think things through. Can anyone remember how we got here and provide us with a quick recap for me, largely, but maybe the listener? <laughs> well, well, sensibility made a big old dang mess. Uh, by, that's ex- all, it's mostly- by accepting a mysterious being into their core, which is probably not a smart idea. And now um, explosions are happening. And, I thought it was and- a fairy friend. A knife man is very angry. So so if we start at the beginning, um, <laughs> we all uh, are now a group of um, on probation revolutionaries who are supposed to kill our boss. We're trying to track down our boss. Hasn't gone well so far. We've just found a lot of other people. Uh, we found a friend uh, named Friend, I, I would presume, uh, who got us drunk and tried to kill Instance. Um, in a we've friendly had a series way. Of mishaps. We've learned Askew shouldn't be allowed to talk to people. And uh, Askew has also allowed some sort of strange presence into their core. Uh, got into a fight with a person made of knives named Stanley. And is now plummeting out said window with Stanley. Despite probably not needing to. And what is, what is it you're trying to do? I don't even fucking I can't remember. Anymore. We were trying to get We're this trying to kill our boss. Person. I'm falling. 
Yes, that is correct. I'm probably going to cut out the bits where none of you admitted to remembering <laughs> how this game's going. No, I, I wow, remember, thanks. I, I feel great. What we're I feel supposed great. to be doing. Yes, I'm so sure you were trying doing. to murder your boss, specifically their body, not their mm-hmm. bio core, which is essentially. It's, it's a fit that's almost as bad as death, as far as most people here are concerned. So, yes, I am going to open by giving Candle a choice, which I would like Candle to answer by secretly DMing me. Okay. Is that something you can make happen? Yeah. Okay. A a big part of Biocore is that your your characters will not die without your permission. Normally, what that means in combat is that if your character gets taken out in combat, they'll just be heavily damaged. Their Biocore will be intact and they won't die. There are also things called death moves, which is essentially an opportunity, things like this are in a lot of games, an opportunity to do something really, really big and impactful with the guaranteed death of your character. And I'm going to give Candle the option of a death move here before I narrate how this scene plays out. If Candle wants, they can 100% definitely, for certain, kill Stanley permanently at the cost of also killing sensibility ask you is five episodes in a record for permanent character death in a ptrpg <laughs> podcast because if it is i'm just gonna say guinness call us um ba, 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 we saw <laughs> <laughs> however if ask you dies um well I just need a yes or no from Candle. Podcast over. Okay. As you... (laughs) Shards of shattered knife were still flying through the air. As Sensibility Ask You took the moment, seized the chance to tackle Stanley and finally forced them over the edge of the building down to the floor below. As they're falling, Stanley is pummeling Sensibility, who is just holding on. And as Stanley's doing so, he's generating knife after knife after knife, and they're just being cut away on on Sensibility's armor as they both plummet. They hit the ground, and as you look over, it doesn't seem that either of them are moving. Uh, excuse me <laughs> hello i okay Free from this green nightmare no you can see that sensibilities askew's body is heavily fully pierced with about a dozen craft knife sized knife blades from here you can't tell whether there is any life left in them or not. Um. Yeah, so if I, uh, if there's stairs, I know there's an elevator. If there's stairs, I would like to simply turn away from the rest of the group and immediately run downstairs. And I guess I would also, I'm wondering if at this point, the elevator holding Arlie is finally open. 
<laughs> oh my god, as, I forgot about Arya. As instance, and <laughs> just is like it, like it just doesn't fucking like doesn't even spare a fucking second. Like just running by, says uh, I think Askew's dead, and just keeps running. Yes. I think we said last episode that the elevator opened as Askew went over the side. Yeah, it did. But that is about the right length of time for you to now be heading toward the elevator. Okay. Like I don't think in... I don't think Instance would have waited for the impact to start running mm, outside because I, you know they're gonna impact on the ground. He jumped out of the fucking building. Yeah. Sensible. Mm. Yeah. Askew. Okay. What is Eamon doing with all of mm. this happening? I think Eamon's pausing for a second. Then he goes up to like the. I I, I assume there's a big glass hole now. Probably just gonna... hole where a wall was. Stanley shaped hole. <laughs> oh no, no, there's a, there's a hole where the entire wall was because yeah, the wall was gone, which is why I was trying to get Stanley out of there. Oh, you did a great job. Eamon's gonna like walk over and <laughs> put his hand on the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just hand on like the side of the edge, just peer over and just watch. Okay. Um. Yeah. Give. Do you have anything to help you with watching? I don't have any I... mods to help with watching, to be honest. Do you have anything from your background that might make you good at watching? This is the session where we're going to slowly introduce a skill system bit by bit. Yay! Maybe some kind of perception for, like, since he was a junker, he could kind of... All right, yeah, your junker background means that you're pretty good at appraising scrap electronics. <laughs> Ask you just scrap at oh. this point! <laughs> no, uh, Ben, roll me a D... 12. Okay. And, uh, add, let's let's, let's say add 2. Adding 2 sounds about right for having a thing. That is an 8. Okay. Um, you can see with your practiced eye, despite the multiple impalements on both of them at this point, and how heavily injured Stanley already was, uh, neither of them seem to have sprung any major fluid leaks, but also both of them are definitely not moving. So that's what you can gauge from up here. Damn. Oh, hey, at least all their blood substitute and hydraulic fluids are inside them. Yeah, at least their bio juice is still contained. <laughs> not no, a don't call it bio juice! <laughs> don't call it bio juice! <laughs> Alright, what's Alias up to? <laughs> You don't get to find out yet what Askew uses for blood. Oh, no. Maple oh. syrup. Mm. Fuck. Don't spoil <laughs> it. It's 100% maple syrup. I'm calling you don't know Wait, that. Askew's Canadian? Syrup. Absolutely not. What? Well, I... In spirit. Candle. <laughs> Canadian. Candle. <laughs> Candle. You heard me. Wow. <laughs> okay. Record for friendships ending. <laughs> what is Arlius doing? Okay, so that's. Well, no, a candle can just burn our bridges now because candles clearly leaving the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, bye guys. Uh, sorry, yes. I interrupted. What is Arlius doing? <laughs> okay, um, that depends on whether Instance is already in the elevator. Is Instance? Oh no, in Instance is running yet? downstairs. If there are stairs. Oh okay. uh, yeah, you can have stairs. <laughs> so they're at the other end of the hallway. See, I, I, I want really badly to say that the elevator opens, Arlius sees this carnage, just goes, ah, 
and then the elevator closes again and they just go back down. <laughs> but but I, I don't want to be gone for another half an episode. <laughs> It'll be faster this time. <laughs> Arlie is just booking it to the scene of the activity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't miss it again! <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> Okay, okay, Draco Malfoy. They're just going to ride it back down. Ride mm-hmm. that wave. Just promise right. me I'll be back within a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I intend for that to be the case. Okay, right. thank you, Basic Jess. <laughs> so, in a new record for the podcast, we have split the party four ways. <laughs> <laughs> in my defense, it's it just doesn't want to wait for the elevator. Yeah, I think we that's made the worst TTRPG party <laughs> ever to ever ever. Yeah. To ever. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so tired. It's been like it's been like four or five episodes and we are no closer to finding where Echo is. Actually, I will say um I'm expecting by the end of this session we'll reach what I had planned for episode t- the end of episode 2. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. As um, long as we actually so, get back to playing the game. Okay, so, someone tell me what they're doing. Running down the stairs. I'm lying on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, who <laughs> wants? Let's follow instance, and then other people can just arrive as they arrive or stay in the hotel room. Yes, uh, you head out. Um, as you go to head down on into the lobby, uh, this is the first time you've taken the stairs. There is an essentially a dormant security guard inside the stairwell at the entrance back into the ground floor who puts out an arm to stop you and says, um, excuse me. Um, it's, it's been, so, so stairwell wise, literally it's been a hundred steps, right? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> sure. Well, there's probably at least a hundred stairs to go down for like no, six No, I'm happy to give you this. I just forgot that that's how that works yep so um i'm just going to on the last stair just push off with it and just go through the door oh so you're not going to commit a murder that was no, no, i'm just going. gonna go through the door if the man's arm comes with that's fine <laughs> <laughs> we're very good people Okay, you are using a mod to try and get past someone. They are going to use a mod to try and stop you. So, we are going to make opposed rolls. Oh boy, let's see how bad I do. As it becomes clear that you're not going to stop. Oh. He touches his, um, one of his fingers to a little button set into his palm. It almost looks like he's wearing a black, very, very sleek metal glove, like carbon fiber. It's very, very black, clean, shiny. Touches a button on there, and his hand seems to kind of energize, and he holds it perfectly straight, like in the stereotypical karate chop motion. Cool. Roll me a d12. I I did roll already. I could re-roll if you want. I rolled, and that's why I said O, because I thought you wanted me to roll already. (laughs) So I've been staring at it. Oh, you rolled <laughs> with a real die? Yeah. Okay, what did you get? A 12. 
Well, let's see what I got. <laughs> That's why I said, oh, really loud. Because I went, because I said, let's see how bad I do. And then, oh. Okay. Uh, you beat him by two points. So I'm going to give you two choices. You can either take a point of damage and get past him, or not take any damage, but Don't I have armor? to do something else to get past him. Um, go through armor, is it piercing? I'm fine with that, I'm just double checking. I'm going to ignore your armor for this, because I need to basically narrow down a bit how it applies. Obviously, yeah. I'm fine with it in combat, but outside of combat, we'll work it out. But for now, I'm going to say the armor wouldn't apply, because the vibes are wrong. Yeah, no, I'm very happy to take... If I take a single point of damage after that whole fight, I'm fine with it. So I will go through the door. Um, As you do, he kind of like fingertips first. Are you doing like a dive? Like a forward dive? Sort of, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, as you do that, he will slam his hand up like almost like a what are those slicey lads that they use in surgery called scalpel scalpel um in a very very precise scalpel like motion he slams it up into instance's stomach it doesn't actually cut although it seems like that was the intention but you get the feeling that everything in there depending on if it's flesh or mechanical is either shaken up or bruised you take one point of damage if you can make a note of that for me yep okay and you head out into the lobby it is exactly the same word for word as i described last time as i'm sure we all remember you are on the other side of the hall from the bar are you just heading straight for the double doors with the other two um doorman bouncers yeah, that's the only door I know about, so I'm just gonna head straight for it to leave. In the meantime, Alias was in the lift. We'll say that that is arriving now, and the doors are starting to painfully slowly open. Uh, you see Instance springing towards two armed and serious-looking, but not actively combat stand-up guards. Um... Arlius has no intention of entering combat right now, so they're just kind of going to pretend they're not involved and walk out as if they're just leaving the hotel on a routine, like, checkout. <laughs> Which, okay. honestly, is is potentially successful because they probably don't have a speck of dirt on them. They don't. <laughs> they, they, they have a little into dribble. An elevator, walked out of the elevator. They have a little what? dribble on their clothes from lapping up the drink like a cat. <laughs> probably and is Eamon just chilling in the room still I think Eamon's still looking for signs of life okay um, we'll get back to Eamon in that case because I'm still having fun with the whole uncertainty thing in that case yeah so instance will hit the door first with the two people standing there they are both moving to essentially put themselves bodily between you and the door. So I used one charge of my spring heel, and I do have two. However, I believe if I use the second charge, it becomes uh, risky. Yeah, it does. 
Yes, as a combat maneuver, definitely. Yeah, I'm not trying to... I guess it's technically a combat maneuver. I'm just going to try to sort of pull the same thing of just, like, dive under them or between them. Because I feel like Instance has a lot of um, experience with running away or running to get somewhere else. They are full body blocking the door at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, then I think Instance is going to like slow out of a sprint to a stop, and just sort of like look at them, but just wait for them to say something. Okay. Um, and seeing this, does Alias change tack? Um, are are the door guards blocking my exit as well? They're blocking the exit. Okay. Very nice. Um, I am going to give them a little tippity tap with my thieves' touch. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I feel violated. <laughs> no. Just, just on the shoulder. Um, All uh, right. Your see if I can yeah. Zap one out of commission. Okay. Just kind of zap them out of the way. They, you know, are clearly wary as you approach, but you're not drawing a weapon, you are walking towards the exit, that's perfectly fine. They're only blocking the entrance because they just heard a commotion. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm doing it, um, just to clarify, as though I'm, like, walking up to tap them on the shoulder to ask them a question. So, can you remind me what the Thieves' Touch does on a surprise when they're not expecting it, when it's concealed? It has um, the concealed tag. Yes. Um, it does two points of damage when they're not expecting it, and one point of damage when they are. Um, in that case, I'm going to resolve that after we take a quick break. Hi all, Jess here. I just wanted to take a moment to let you know about The Carving Bones, an epistolary horror series by our very own Candle, who plays Sensibility Askew here on More Like Guidelines. The Carving Bones follows Benjamin Farrow as he explores the Madigan estate, unearthing whatever letters and records he can as he seeks to uncover an awful truth. Why did the Madigan estate close so suddenly in 1918? What made it go dark? What killed the inhabitants? And what happened in those three months of silence before the bodies were discovered? With its focus on exploring this mystery through the letters of the estate's long-dead inhabitants, and the emails of those currently trying to learn the dark secrets of the Madigan estate, The Carving Bones presents a uniquely compelling narrative that horror fans will be sure to find enthralling. You can find it for three at thecarvingbones.com, and you can follow Candle on Twitter at CandleLantern for regular updates. Links, as always, are in the episode description. The Carving Bones. Concerning a love, a curse, and a hunger. And welcome back. So, are we getting launched into our second combat? Let's find out. Goji. I'm going to zap the shit out of this little this little prick. Yeah. I'm just zap, zap them so good. <laughs> okay, the way this is working is you are attacking the, the pair of guards as a whole, because it makes yes. things nice and easy for me. Um, so you are just zapping one of them and dealing two straight damage because they didn't expect it, didn't see it coming at all. Yes, yeah? I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to zap one, and then the other one. I'm going to sweep my tail under their feet. 
Okay, um, we'll deal time. with that in a moment. First of all, I do need to know if you are like delivering a line or something. You've you've had ten minutes to prep this. Oh, you have. You didn't tell you me have. I would get the opportunity to deliver a line. You have to assume that you always have you, the opportunity. You okay, just delivered um, a line. Can I float the suggestion that Alias actually says, "Oh fuck, I didn't think of a line." <laughs> Oh fuck, I didn't think of a line. Oh my god, okay. And then wham wham. <laughs> the guard's entire body kind of tenses, seizes up almost, as if your Vulcan nerve pinched him, and he just crumples to the ground. The other one immediately moves on you. Um, because we are not in co- the kind of plan resolve kind of combat, this is much more impromptu. I have much less idea how it actually works in the game yet. So we're just going to see how it feels. Um, this might sound silly, but it is a genuinely useful game building technique is just kind of vibe with it. Uh, one of the guards seizes up and then collapses to the ground um, it, you can't tell any more about their condition than that right now. Uh, the other one, which, unlike the rest of the guards you've seen so far, has an entirely mechanically exposed, classic robot-style left arm, uh, swings it at you. At I me will... or at Arlius? Sorry, at Arlius. Um, I am going to say now, however, that if Jester would like to interject, you can enter the fray here. See, the most efficient thing would actually be for me to just go over the guard and get to my dead friend. Because he's on the ground, and there were two of them, and there were two doors. Uh, Might not be dead. Might not be dead, but is alone right now, and there will be people soon there, probably, if not already. So, um, I think Instance is just gonna jump over the body and bolt, because Arlius is the distraction. Sensibility is kind of full of knives. Yeah, I feel like just full of knives takes precedent over fighting guards. That can, Arlius can probably handle it. They already got one down, so. Okay, no problem. In that case, um, I'm gonna treat this as... Since you're trying to get past him, I'm going to treat this as you attacking him, but it's going to be a lot easier because he you're not actually making the kind of move he's expecting. He's expecting you to mm-hmm. attack, get in the way. You're just trying to get past him. So all I'm going to do is you're going to roll a d12. I'm going to roll a d12. I will add the modifier on my end and we will see what we end up with. 11. I got a nine. I think I've okay. only rolled 11s and 12s, and I have used like three different dice at this point. I don't That's think fair. I've rolled yet, and I'm scared about what's going to happen when I do. So um, you rolled an 11, I rolled a nine. So even before the negatives that this guy is taking, which in the actual system are positives that you have, mm-hmm. just for a matter of clarity. Yeah, you easily, over or under, actually? Uh, prone on the ground, over. Always over, if I can. I like it. Are you using your spring heel, or are you just good at the jump? I don't think it's a far enough jump. I think Instance is sort of doing the, like, how do I describe it? It's sort of if you've ever been in a crowded room, and there's, like, boxes all over the floor, and you're kind of doing the awkward, like, step around a bunch of stuff on the floor. 
Okay. Uh, it's kind That's of like that. That's a lot less cool than I was imagining. <laughs> no, no, no. Instant, yeah, no. It's instant. Just sort of does the quick like, oh, do, 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 and then does like a little jump. I really like lower. that. Okay, I'm now starting to imagine instance as kind of like a mirror's edge type figure. Which yeah, is quite cool. kind of just yeah, oh, yeah, very dexterous is sort of their whole thing. Um, so yeah, they sort of do the do, 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 little jump and just keeps running towards where okay. the is. Um, yeah, you manage to get out cleanly, you bolt round, and you see Askew, you see Stanley. Stanley turns his head to look at you, and then we'll cut back to the fight. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say that you got a free hit off, you're going to take this hit, we'll see how much you can mitigate it, Alias. So if you roll me 1d12. I got a 5. That's not Do I good. Do have any modifiers? Uh, no. Not not to get him punched in the face. You know, I said, like, two minutes ago that I was worried about what would happen when I finally had to roll a die, and you know... <laughs> you remember how my first four rolls were yeah. a one, a two, a three, and then a four? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. got a five. Oh, my... F- <laughs> it's, it's this die! It's this fucking... I'm not using this die again. Five? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing anyway. a digital roll from now on. I'm never touching this sure person that? die again. Oh Jesus. Okay. Um, no, yeah, you get punched square in the fucking face. Sorry, no, I want to take a clean cup a clean second that. Wait a yeah. second, wait a second, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Wait wait a gosh darn second. I remember saying as I was approaching that I was simultaneously sweeping my, my little prehensile tail under the other guy's feet. Oh yeah, no. Does that screw affect it. things at all? Um, yeah, no, that's really cool, so I'll allow it. Um, in that case, this will just be, again, because this isn't part of a plan, and also it's not you using a mod, it's going to be risky. So I want you to roll me higher than a 6 on a 1d12. Okay, I'm doing it digital this time, because I do not trust this borrowed die. Oh my god, I got a 1. <laughs> no! <laughs> He's gonna step on my tail! He's gonna step on it! (laughs) The tail gets ripped up. This is great! Oh my god. I was so cool for like three seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Damn it! That's very on brand for Arlius, though. It is not. Yes, it is. Fuck. Arlius is cool. No, he's not. They're cool. They're cool! They're not. You think that. Like me, this guard has forgotten about your tail swing, and him leaning into this massive punch to your face seems to support that, until he slams his foot down on your tail to pull you off balance, pulling your face into his fist with even more force. Um, Tell you what we're going to do, Goji. I'm worried by that sentence, but first, I'd like to emphasize that Arlia sort of makes a you can either bearing in mind that in the system we're currently using again you know far from the final system you can take five hits you can take five damage okay okay you can either take two of those hits now from getting punched square in the face two of them yeah or damn you can just take the one but it, this will cause you to drop the bottle of friends stuff, which you stole from behind the bar earlier. Oh, my friend stuff. 
No! Oh, oh, my my sentimental memorabilia. And it's okay, you still have to lock it. Oh, you know what? You're right. It's fine. Drop the goddamn liquor. Okay. Um, yeah, first off, mark off that one point of damage somewhere so that you'll remember it. I'll mark it off in my soul. My heart will remember. <laughs> so is Arlius a goth or... <laughs> they wish they were a goth. They're, they're they're somewhere perfectly between prep and goth. Arlius is a scene kid. Yes, 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 they are. They're they're a prof. Did you get scene kids in the US? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we have scene kids. Oh yeah. yeah, we have scene kids. Okay, and with that no. note, uh, yeah, the bottle of friend stuff hits the ground, the glass shatters instantly and completely into almost like sand. The actual friend's stuff holds its shape where the bottle was for maybe half a second longer than is really all right. And then (laughs) collapses all over the floor. We are back onto Alias in this combat scenario. Um, what are you doing? It's going to be more difficult because you've just been, you know, punched in the Stepped face. Stepped on and punched. Um, see, I'm trying to decide between the more violent option, which would be sort of splashing vodka and glass in this guy's direction, or just uh, using the wonderfully prehensile tail I have to sort of wrap around their feet. Whatever you do, I forgot to mention, you do also now have a point of overcharge you can spend or save, because that was really cool. Can I oh, suggest, yeah. remember in like episode one where you talked about using your healing nanobots as pocket sand? Yeah. That'd be a great yeah, thing to I, just I, run right now. I thought I thought that got shot down, though. No, 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 um, it's, it's, you can't use it to harm, but you can use it to like distract if it gets in their eyes. I think just pocket said. sand. We're going. We're doing pocket <laughs> sand. We are doing pocket <laughs> sand. Yes, absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, I will You're... say that you can massively push your healing nanobots to do this. It um, as an automatic success, even, but it would require spending that point of overcharge because you're using a mod to do something <sighs> like significantly beyond its normal capabilities. Oh, and then we wouldn't be able to. He- we wouldn't be able to heal. Um... Yeah, I'd be happy for that to like take this guy out of the fight if you were spending the point of overcharge to do that. Hmm. Hmm. See, they get seven points of healing, I think, per charge or per per day. It was yeah, basically until you get to like actually yeah. recharge. So, would I be using all seven to do pocket sand? Uh, you'd be using two of them and your point of overcharge. Ah, oh, so many resources. But that's still enough uh, to probably at least stabilize Askew. None of you are as badly, other than Askew, none of you are as badly injured as I expected. Yeah. Okay, yeah, pocket, we're gonna pocket sand. I'm gonna pocket sand and then use that distraction to trip him with my tail. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, in fact, if you're spending the overcharge, I will allow that. What does it look like? This is the first time I think you've fired the nanobots. Okay, so I don't... I, I've been thinking about this, and I was thinking of a bunch of different cool places it could be, but I can't help but think that it would be like a Spider-Man web slinger. Fuck. 
Like that's where my brain just keeps going. No, that is going. 100% fine by me. So I feel like that's what it has to look like. Is it on? No, no it has to be on the opposite hand to your thief's yeah. touch. Yeah, that's how the game works. Okay, it has it has to be a Spider-Man web slinger. Um, yeah, no problem. You spritz him in the eyes, because um, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> he staggers backward and. His face seems almost like he's blushing, but you know that that's actually probably millions of, like, microscopic, almost, like, molecular-level cuts, which is fun. And, yeah, you swipe your tail around. His legs, like, his legs fly above his head. His head hits the ground. He's going to be fine. He's a... He's... Like everyone in this city, much more resistant to physical damage than the humans of the twenty first century. Oh, I was but just trying to get them he's out, out of it. Yeah, and you dash out the door. Yep my my vodka is the only casualty. I do my feel vodka bad about in my that. face. I do. I do feel bad about that. I'm saving it for a rainy day. Okay. Uh, by this point, instance is just about to reach sensibility. Ask you. And I think we should catch back up with Eamon. Yeah. Are you still just looking out at the ground, or are you doing anything else in this room? Is there any way down that doesn't um, go through the battle area? You can see, now that you can like look out, a fire exit at the end of the hallway at one of the ends of this T-junction hallway that didn't lead to the lift and the stairs. Oh, damn. Can I go sprint up to it? And since um, no one's around, do a sliding kick. It's just because no one's around, they won't see me. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I will say, um, because you're spending more time in this room than anyone else and not in an active fight, do you just want to give me a quick roll to basically check it out and see if there's any plot hooks lying around oh sure okay what is that a d12 yeah just roll me a d12 and then we'll see what happens it's a one <laughs> okay um <laughs> no you're straight out that room down towards the fire escape <laughs> okay yeah no problem in that case are you just going to be heading straight down and out of the lobby oh no it won't be out of the lobby because it's a fire escape uh, yeah, this will bring you out on the other side of sensibility to where the others are heading. Uh, we will say that, yeah, Instance arrives now and will be very shortly followed by Alias at Gorgie's decision. Cool. Um, yeah, Stanley is spinning his head to look at you. It's not at anything nearly like a natural angle. Um... That's fine, because Instance is just going to uh, drop to their knees uh, next to Askew and just try to find... Um, is Askew's biocore still glowing? <laughs> I guess that's the first thing. It is glowing much, much brighter than you've ever seen. Also, when Eamon used the point of overdrive earlier on, his biocore started to rapidly spin and twist like a gyroscope. Mm-hmm. Askews is doing that and is visibly sparks are coming from a frac from just a couple of millimeters away from the biocore where it's 
personal like direct shielding is being heavily tested by one last blade that is still trying to grow into it for what it's worth not even i know what's going on can i can i grab the blade and remove it even if it causes me damage i will instance will um look down at um ask you and trying not to give themselves any time to panic just immediately reaches a hand down grasps the blade and tries to pull it out with your armored state that is trivially easy you have to kind of shear it at the base and then slide it out because it's so locked in place um at this point alias let's say arrives can I? The, the knife is still sort of whole in my hand, though, right? Yes, but the bit where you, where you snapped it off is starting to grow again, much much slower than Stanley could do previously. But at a rate of about you've got about ten seconds. Can I? I'm sorry, everyone. Can I stab Stanley in the bio car with the knife? <gasps> Jesus, yo, yo, oh. <laughs> yes. Group's first murder. All right. <laughs> um, Instance, yes. Yeah, so can I take... Th- I know that Echo said not to, but um, considering extenuating circumstances, I think Instance is going to pick up the knife. I don't even know if Instance knows that Arles is there at that point. Gets um, sort of like... Knee- like, I guess, sort of shuffles over to Stanley, so, like, does one knee over, like, brings their knees over askew and just sort of climbs into their bodies, like, in between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, looks Stanley in the eyes, who's probably turned back to look at them from a natural angle, and says, um, this is for trying to kill my friend. And just, without even blinking, just brings the knife down directly into Stanley's biocore. Candle. This is the first thing Sensibility Askew sees as they wake back up, is a thin, bare blade with enough force behind it, easily piercing a bio car. Okay, do I hear what Instant says? Yes. Okay. The It takes force, but it does go through. And it begins, um, Stanley's biocore changes from its yellow to a red, to a blue, to a yellow, to a green. It rapidly is switching colours and beginning to twist erratically, not fluidly like a gyroscope, but darting back and forth. And then a sliver of light cracks out from it, then another, then more, and the entire thing goes up in a burst of light that leaves you all momentarily blinded. Eamon, you see this as you're halfway down the fire escape looking out over a metal banister. Alias, you see this as you're just arriving. And you see something else. When your eyes clear and you start paying attention to your senses again, you see that even more than previously, though still not as much as echoes, the heads-up display you have when looking at instance is fractured and blurred and ever so slightly more broken down. Oh. What have you done? This isn't the first time. And I'm going to end the episode <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs>